welcome back to the Push Podcast, where we are persistent until success happens. I am Perry, and with me as always, we got the amazing Corey. <laughs> what's, what's up, what's good up? Sir? How you doing, good sir? How you feeling? Doing pretty good, man. You know, just been living life. Yeah, man, living life. <laughs> Plug. Yeah. <laughs> so what you been up to? Ah, oh, man. Um, Work, chill, you know. Got some, uh, some, uh, some projects I want to work on, some photo stuff, you know what I mean? But... You know, yeah. I'll tell you what, you know, g- quick shout out to uh to the, the hot sauce for mortals. Yes. I've sir. been slapping that thing on everything. Boy. <laughs> yeah, I've been uh, I used uh some of the the I think the pineapple one, the, the yeah. on the, the shrimp lately. I figured you'd like that because yeah, that it's one like was pretty sweet, fire. That sweet thing. Heck yeah. But um uh, we also want to, you know, add on another guest again. Oh, yeah. Back to back guests. Look at yeah, us. Yeah, back to back guest. Uh, <laughs> you know, this guy. Uh, very intelligent, you know, another another motivator, a go-getter, mm-hmm. um, and somebody that if he says he's going to do it, he's doing it, you know what I mean? And that's that's what I appreciate about him, and, you know, he's bringing in, he's going to be bringing in some fire information for you guys, so we got JP on the mic. What's going on, good sir? What's yeah, what's up? going on? What's going on? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Introduce yourself. Tell people about yourself. Yeah. No, my name is um JP, John Pierre Martinez. Uh, you know, I'm just a guy that... That's into into motivating others, helping others out, and real big into real estate. I mean, it's probably one of the things that, that I really want to dive into, mm-hmm. and um, focusing, just a person grinding, trying to make it. That's all. I love yeah, it. There love we go. It. I like there that. Go. I like that. Heck yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, what made you uh, get into real estate? All right. Honestly, you know what? My family um from Dominican Republic, so I'm first mm-hmm. generation in the states, and like a lot of people out there, I grew up on Section Eight. And, um, you know, I used to go to all the Section 8 appointments and and just, like, all the, the government-funded meetings that my mom had to go to. And I didn't really like how they treated everybody. As far mm-hmm. like, from a person to person, I feel like there has to be, like, a lot of respect in between. Mm-hmm. And they treat people like trash, honestly. Mm, and they, didn't, when, they didn't give that respect? Yeah, yeah. When mm-hmm. you're when you're in a, in a standpoint and perspective to, to help others, I feel like, you should treat them with, with that respect. Definitely, definitely. Mm. And through Section Eight, <clears throat> I've met um, I met one of my mentors, and I seen this guy. He used to come in. He's from Holland. His name is Alphonse. He would come in and and I, he, my mom would call him and come up anytime. And I'm like, man, what in the world does this guy do? That yeah. he he's here all the time. Like any time of the day, he'll pop up, show up. And one day I sat around. Probably I was probably like 12 years old, and I talked to him. And I asked him, like, what do you do? And he told me, like, oh, like, I own properties. And I was like, they told me you could buy a whole bunch of houses and and not work. Like, right, right. And um, he took me around, and we drove through Forest Park, Blue Ash, shoot, Montgomery, and he showed me all the properties that he owned. And that just That's crazy. Opened, it just blew my mind. And, and from So you there, got exposed at, like, 12, real early. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, exposure yeah, is key, man. It's exposure. crazy. Yeah, exposure. you know what? Before we get too deep, let's mm-hmm. go ahead and get our uh, lessons, lessons of the week. Okay. So, um, so yeah, the the lesson of the week is basically, you know, you want to reflect on your week, mm-hmm. um, think about different situations that you're in throughout the week, um, and then the, a lesson that you took away from it. Right. Right. Okay. So, who wants to start? You want to? You want me to start it? You want to start it? Yeah, you got it, Corey. All right. Well, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I well, was eager. So yeah, Corey was so super eager. eager. So yeah. eager about this lesson because this thing is this has been weighing on me, man, and. When uh, JP, when you mentioned the uh, the uh, mentor, 
Mm-hmm. I thought about uh, Perry, talking about his mentor and all mm-hmm. that just then too. And the thing for me has been get help, right? Yeah. So a lot of people will, <clears throat> they think that getting help is there's some kind of, uh, there's some, like, that's a, that's, a, that's a negative thing. You know, people are afraid to ask for help when they need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's help with just information, um, it's getting something done, getting from here to there, yeah. or mm-hmm. even if it's being becoming a better husband, wife, brother, friend, whatever, read a book, find help, find help somewhere. And um, with that, getting help, uh, I, heard, I saw this, this quote, and the quote was, nothing works unless you do. Mm-hmm. So I heard that, or I saw that, and I was like, man, like that's, it's like, so it's, I mean, yeah, nothing, if you think about it, you can take, you can take uh, steroids, but it doesn't work unless you take the steroids, and then By you the way, gotta you gotta hit the gym. Not, not, not at all, not at all. But so Barry Bonds took steroids, yeah. but it didn't put the bat on the ball. Mm. You know, he had to do some work. So yeah. the 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 supplements, the anything, the help you get doesn't work unless you work, unless yeah. you put in work so, to get. Yeah, that kind of like reminds me of like pretty much where you know I was able to you know, drive, live life studios, you know what I mean? Kind of mm-hmm. like thinking about like how it was just an idea. Um, and then I put action behind the idea and mm-hmm. then I learned how to execute. Um, and then you, you end up getting your, your goals, right? So you, mm-hmm. uh, this is something that I posted uh, earlier today. You know, it starts with an idea. Mm-hmm. You add on the action, then you add on execution and then you e- it equals success. You know, you have succeeded at your goal. Uh, whatever that may be. So yeah, I agree with that one. Man, yeah, that's, your, uh, that's a real deep one. Lesson uh, of the week, BJP. What you got? Shoot, mine's for sure. I mean, it, it comes with the help part, but the networking part for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, when it came to to real estate, I'll talk to anybody about it. I mean, I, mm-hmm. shoot, I'll be out there. I, I like lifting weights. I love it. And someone talked to me about real estate. I probably forget about the work. I hour go by and I'm <laughs> yeah. just going. And and I've always mentioned real estate to anybody and mm-hmm. network and just, just putting out in the air, just, you know, just letting it travel. And through that, like I've met the right people. I, I have three mentors and, and they own one of them is a big uh, developer. Another one owns over a hundred units. Yeah. The other one owns over, over 50. And, and without their help, I mean, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Honestly. That's and awesome. I know the power of networking right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, it, that's, that's probably the biggest thing. I mean, and a lot of people do do get caught up, and I, I was like that growing up. So, so it, um, English is my second language, oh, and word. growing up, I um speaking Spanish, I used to struggle a lot with English. So I felt stupid, and mm. I put myself now in a position where shoot, I ask stupid questions. I I, I ain't scared of that. Like, yeah, yeah, you that, can't yeah. be you can't be scared to ask the questions you yeah. don't know the answer to, yeah. or mm-hmm. or and being prideful to ask someone else. I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the some people focus too much on on trying to do everything themselves, right. but at the end, Dave, you want to get to a certain level and, and a certain level of success. Like you need other people to do definitely. that. Yeah, you definitely. And that's and you know, uh, networking is a is a learned skill. You know, yeah. that's yeah. a sure. that's the thing. That's the thing that I struggle with. I know for me because I have it's it's so weird how I operate. I have no problems with standing in front of a crowd, and even in front of this mic here and talking. I'll stand in front of a crowd and talk mm-hmm. to a crowd of people about something. It's fine, but. I feel nervousness when it comes to when I'm in a room full of people and it's just like, all right, 
and like and then just kind of like sparking up a random conversation and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. That's weird for me. But once 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 conversation starts, I'm good. You I'm not really I mean? into the small conversations personally. You yeah. know what I mean? Like we're either gonna talk or we're not gonna talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but that that's just kind of like for me. I just I don't I never really understood the the whole small talk. I just mm-hmm. feel like it's you know not personable. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't really get to know people off of small talk. I mean, more power to people that are, you know, really good at it. But, you know, me is just like, you know, we can either spark a conversation, something that we're interested in, or mm-hmm. I'm just cool with just chilling. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's uh, another way, shoot. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a talker, so yeah. once I get to talking, shoot. You're good to go. Can't stop me. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> that's the thing going. with me. As soon as I start, as soon as I connect and we start going, I'm yeah. boom, boom, boom. I'm or even like learning how to talk. start conversations, too. That's difficult. You know, I think <laughs> yeah. that's very easy for me. Um, I actually like look at people head to toe and mm-hmm. look at how I can relate to them, whether it might be their shoes, socks, mm. um, <laughs> if you can see their socks, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> a pair of pants, uh, you know, like try to like look at like what you what, what can you attach yourself to? Right. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, typically, you know, starting off with like a compliment, like, hey, man, I like your shoes or, uh, man, hey, cool. man, where you get your watch at? Like you kind of yeah. like talk to them from there. You, you know, and then you just drag your conversation and try to steer it into where you, you want it to go. That makes sense. Um, you know, and I kind of had to get good at that because you get to learn, I've learned, you know, selling yourself mm. and you can mm-hmm. get, you can get into many doors, you know what I mean? So if I, if I can get people to enjoy who I am, you know what I mean? Then they're more likely to open up to their network. Yeah. You builds know that trust. They yeah. start trusting you through conversation. They'll trust you with their problems. Yeah. You know, so. solving their problems through business, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, see, my lesson of the week, we kind of, you know, got a little steered away there. <laughs> uh, nah, my lesson of the week, good. I would have to say, um, I feel like you're only going to be as good as the people you have around you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm saying that is because, like, when you first start out, you want to, you know, you, you, you feel like you want to get to it with everybody, you know, your best friend, mm-hmm. your your significant other, your... Um, your family, you know, brother, sister, whatever the case may be. Um, but not everybody is really about it. You know what I mean? Like most people, they, they like to talk the talk and it's about there. But when I say like, you know, you're only as good as your circle. It's because you're going to get to a level where, you know, it's you have to niche down. Mm-hmm. What I mean, niche down, you got to be very specific about the types of conversations you have with the type of people you have in those conversations. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, and so, you know, you, when you feel like you're starting to chase those dreams, right, you, you've, you've shedded one layer of a circle, right? The people who don't really believe in you, they're not really, you know, there just to be there, right? But then you're going to start to shed this next layer that I feel is more difficult because these are the people that are around, right? The people that come around, but they're not really fulfilling their role within who you are. And, or yeah. what you're trying to accomplish. Um, and this one kind of hurts a little bit more than that first layer mm-hmm. uh, because you've done developed a relationship with these people. Um, you've you've attached yourself to who they are um, and they believe in you. You know what I mean? They've supported you, but they're just not really fulfilling what you need to push forward because you have to shed yourself into uh, a more developed group, if that makes sense. Um, kind of like, for instance, with the real estate thing, you know, how you probably got your, your core people, right, um, in the beginning. But then as you started to get deeper into it, you may have got your first property, right? And then now you, you know, you're working on your second, third property. But now, like, 
you're more connected to the people that are really doing it, yeah. you know, um, and that aren't just talking about it anymore. They're actually putting in the action to get the results. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would just say, you know, you got to kind of pay attention to your circle as you go through different stages in life. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, that that is true for sure. Um, like my partner's my wife. That's yeah. my ride or die right there. Yeah. And and she, um, we always talk about this all the time. It's like our circle is small. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like I work, um, I'm an airplane mechanic by trade. Okay. So once I started doing that and working like crazy, making decent money, people were always complaining, like, "Man, you always working. Like, you always not seeing my vision." Everyone knows I'm a, I'm into real estate, but I can't be I can't put myself in a position where I have a whole bunch of friends that that go out on a regular, partying and all that. Mm -hmm. Shoot, I I enjoy that too, but I know what it takes to get to where I want to be. Right. So all those party days and turning up, of discipline, yeah, yeah, it, it's not, it, it's not really there now. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm in a place in my life where I'm just focused and, and just grinding, and I've lost a, a lot of friends and a lot of even family members too. Mm. And my mentor mentions it all the time. He said once you get to a certain level, once you become a millionaire, at that point, like, like there's people that are gonna judge you and for no reason, like you don't even know why. Right. And, and it's something that comes with the territory. And Definitely. I feel like if you really want to get to to that next level of success, that, that you should be okay with that. Yeah. And understand, like, mm -hmm. like your circle is going to be small. Yeah. Definitely, man. I agree with that. And yeah. I noticed that, too, with my um, with not my not fiance. I, I noticed my circle changing, too, man. It's like um, <clears throat> just, like, talking with her and building things with her in the way mm -hmm. that, uh, like, she of course shares her dreams with me and I share mine with her and it's mm -hmm. like we are kind of we kind of merge things you know what I mean mm -hmm. and merge ideas to where it's like I know that this person is is with me just like you said ride or die you know what I'm saying yeah, so for sure. it's like yeah this person is, is there to help me help me grow even if um even if we see like like a one one area one avenue mm -hmm. it may not be where we need to go we'll talk about it and then we can we can go another you know it's kind of yeah, like a sure. It's like we always talk about the, the, the pivoting thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, I mean, the pivoting is very big, you know, because mm -hmm. uh, if you didn't, if you if you have an idea, um, you may set out to accomplish that idea, but you have to be able to adjust with the with the punches. Definitely. You know what I mean? You can't just go into a fight and think you're going to just only be able to throw punches. You got to be able to do some defense, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Heck, yeah. So um, yeah. what is, uh like, what are, like, some steps you, you would, you know, suggest for, you know, people who are looking into get into real estate um, that they should prep for before going into like actually buying? I mean, um, for sure, uh, doing your research in the market that you want to buy. Um, even even if it is like, so a lot of people think that you need to have a lot of money to, to buy a property. When in reality, you just need decent credit and, and a little bit of money for down payment. But I feel like doing your research, listening to podcasts, just shoot, getting on realtor.com and just looking at, at prices of, of houses that, that you think you would want to buy. Mm -hmm. um, but the the biggest thing is, is just doing research and, and getting yourself involved around like the, the real estate lingos, like just, mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. stuff, small stuff <clears throat> like that. Like, like for like when people talk about FHA loans mm -hmm. or you talk about um, like uh bird, the bird method, which is like buy, rehab, refinance and rent out. Um, just, that's that's the main thing for sure. Just just getting books. 
I, I don't read that much. I listen to podcasts more than yeah. anything. Podcasts are very, very informational. Yeah, mm-hmm. and sure. Be at work, listen to podcasts like crazy. Have a couple real estate books. But just just getting into beginner podcast or mm-hmm. beginner real estate books, that'll take you a long way because you'll, you'll learn basically the basic foundation to get started in real estate. And, and it's not as hard as you think at all. Yeah. So what is like some, uh, what would say, what would you say would be like one of the things that you would say was a headache and the thing that really isn't a headache about real estate when you first got into it? Okay. The, the first, the main thing before I got actually started in investing was trying to figure out like the number side to it. Mm-hmm. And you get stuck in a, in a phase, which they call like analysis paralysis, where mm-hmm. you're just focused on, on looking at the numbers and you just the seeing this. The deals go by. I mean, <clears throat> at the end of the day, it's like anything. You can, I mean, you can learn how to be a car mechanic. You can read as much as you want about it, but once you get in there and actually do it, that's mm-hmm. the way. That's the way you learn. Mm-hmm. And right. it's, it's the same thing with real estate. I mean, once I, I bought my first investment property, uh, I didn't know everything about it. I mean, I had people guiding me in that direction, but like we said earlier, we have to put in the work to do it. Definitely. So, you can have all the knowledge in the world, and if you don't step into it, you ain't gonna get to it at all. Mm-hmm. And and once you once you do get into it, I mean, you would think that that going about the pre approval process and like the mortgage companies and dealing with the realtor, you would think that that's complicated, but that's actually it's the easiest easy. part for sure. Easy, right now, the hardest thing that I I feel like is the hardest struggle trying to figure it out is setting up my business plan. Mm. How am I going to manage the properties? How am I going to Screen my tenants. How many uh, units do you have now? So right now, um, I own a four family okay. and I own a duplex. Okay. So okay. I bought the um the duplex back in September, and then turned around in February and bought a four family. Okay, nice. So are you living in any of your units now? Yeah, that okay. that is that's, that's probably good. one of the easiest way you can get into real estate mm-hmm. is um using something you may may have heard of it, but it's um using an FHA loan, first time um home buyer, and that all requires for you to do is put a three and a half percent down. You can have a credit score ranging from 580 to 620 and you can get pre-approved for, um, for those down payments. Mm-hmm. But, um, that with the homeowner occupancy basically requires to live in one of the units, no money down as a down payment. And from there, you're just required to live in that unit for a year. And once you, um, once you live in there for a year, you could refinance, and opt out of the FHA loan because you could only have one outstanding um, FHA loan. Make that conventional, and then get another FHA loan, and that mm-hmm. way you can have a low down payment for another property. That's awesome. Yeah, I had uh, seen this uh, this thing that was going around on social media, and basically, like the person was making it seem like the FHA loan was like super easy to get, mm-hmm. um, and I, I kind of felt like it was misconstruing because, like you know, the person had said. Um, basically how to live rent free um, and, you know, said apply for a FHA loan. Um, you know, you look for a property, you put the, the percentage down, the whatever the percentage is, and then boom, you're living rent free. But is it really that easy or do you think like there's like some information that might be missing? I, I feel like it is that easy, but it's not. Um, you can't just expect having a 500 credit score thinking that you're going to get a property. I mean, getting a 600, 620 credit score is not the hardest thing in the world. 
if you're financially decent okay um you should be able to do it but as far as the requirements as far as the down payment that is probably that simple as it sounds but rent free would only happen if you buy at the right price so mm. you can't just think in that you're gonna shoot buy a three hundred thousand dollar property oh, it's three hundred thousand if the rents ain't covering that if you don't got like at least like three thousand dollars worth of rent at one percent which is kind of like a uh, a one percent rule mm -hmm. um you're it won't be a good buy for you so it, it just really depends as far as the rent free part how much how much rent is going around that area for sure that way you can get yourself in a position to live um rent free like with my uh duplex um so oh no with the four family we did fha loan with that and took two units upstairs and the mortgage on that is they say like roughly 1500 right mm -hmm. downstairs the tenants pay between the two tenants downstairs they pay 1300 so for a four unit building i'm paying $200 out of pocket, just like a rough estimate. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if, if that ain't rent free to a certain extent, it, it, it is kind of, yeah. yeah. but of course you can get yourself, if the numbers work better, you can get yourself in a position where you are living rent free. Like, like you could, like the mortgage on, on my two family is $500 and the lady upstairs, she's paying like $600 covering the right. whole mortgage. That's so that could free. you could get yourself in a position where you are living rent free. Sure. Okay. Yeah, so it's all about the numbers and you just kind of like want to make sure yeah. that, you know, the numbers add up to like what you want to look for as far mm -hmm. as what you feel would be a good buy yeah. and not just hopping into it because you feel you're going to get something rent free. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like at the end of the day, a lot of people get caught up with the numbers, which mm -hmm. could be a bad thing. But when it comes to to getting in the investment game, I mm -hmm. feel like you have to take a step. If you live in, in, in an apartment unit, and you're renting, I mean, shoot, you better off buying a, a, a duplex and living for free. And even if you got to come out of pocket a little bit, it's, it's better than, than paying that. someone else rent. Right. So right. that you can take that into account for sure. Take that into account. So, like, um, you said you had uh, experience with, like, the, um, like the... The, the programs right the, mm -hmm. that like the government programs and that kind of thing yeah. do you deal with them now or you is are your tenants strictly like come to you with the applications and that kind of thing so do you deal with any of the the rental programs like as far as like section eight and stuff yeah like section that? eight and so i deal with one of my tenants has section eight mm -hmm. and i bought the the unit with that okay. so i've had my the first year inspection i mean you do a whole bunch of paperwork and you just get everything transferred into your name mm -hmm. But as far as the, the process with it, it's pretty much straightforward. I mean, now, back when I grew up on Section 8, they did um, inspections every year, every six months. Yeah. Now they shoot. They do it every two years. So Really? Yeah. I know my, my sister um, has some, and they do it, like, every year mm -hmm. and sometimes every couple months, you know. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. yeah, it's like, it, I guess it depends on what, what program you, yeah. you're in, guess, you know. Probably what so, county, too. Like yeah, county yeah, there's that, sure. too. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's, oh, that's really dope, man. So it's not, I think that I think when we go into doing real estate, you know, it seems very scary because we're looking at numbers, mm -hmm. you know, but it, it could, I guess it could be very simple as long as you're doing your research and um, even just like networking your way into it, like not even feeling like it has to be something that's super rushed, um, but we can kind of like take our time to network into it. Um, and I think that's what it kind of like gets back to is like, what's in your, what's in your circle, who is in your circle Yeah, for sure. Um, as far as information wise. So that way you can, you know, get ready to dive into it. Um, is there any books that you could recommend for, um, the number one book that really 
turned me into the investment side of it, even though I was already kind of into wanting to be into the real estate. Um, is the Robert Kiyosaki book, Rich Dad, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Oh, man. man. Yeah, that, that book that book, I think yes. that book could change your life about yeah. everything, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, perspective sure. Yeah, you can, mm-hmm. the, the Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad is uh, yeah. Yeah. A, a solid, solid, yeah. solid book. Yeah, that's um, really the book that got my sister into it, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she got the board game, and the board game kind of mirrors the book a lot. Oh, yeah. and, you know, it's like the whole getting out of the rat race, and then yeah. mm-hmm. you start living on passive income and that whole deal. So it's like if you you play the game, it's 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 a good like the game and the book are good like yeah. pairing. They kind of said like Monopoly is well. similar to that too. Well, that was Monopoly. my game growing up. Too. Monopoly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all about it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. they but said the, Monopoly uh, resembles like how life actually is. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's cool. Like the um the rich dad poor dad the uh the game. Uh, it's like what you do is like the whole thing is like you flip cards and you get a job and with that job you get a uh, you get a paycheck and then you have bills to pay and then with that they kind of like depending on the job is what your um, student loans would be and that kind of thing so it calculates all that into it and then you end up buying properties and getting yeah. out of the rat race you know so it's, and, it's and pretty cool that that is real I mean I can give you like my example for sure. Um, as a mechanic, I make decent, decent income. Um, and I've gone into a position where I can make six figures. And once I hit six figures and I read that book, it made me realize that making six figures is nothing. Exactly. And, oh, that's and, crazy. and I, and I, I try not to say that to people just because mm-hmm. people, I'm not a cocky person or anything like that. And people will take it, get offensive over that. Like, Oh, like oh, you make a hundred thousand or whatever, and, and it's not about that. So I got friends that that make shoot four hundred thousand saying the same thing, and mm-hmm. I feel like if you're not controlling your time and your life, like it don't matter what, how much money you make at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I, I met a surgeon at a um a real estate uh meet with this guy named uh, World Motivation. Shout out to him, um, and he's a, he's a heart and lung surgeon, making five six hundred thousand dollars a year. Pulled up in a G wagon. And he was at the at the meeting, and I was like, "What? I was like, damn, what do you do for a living? You an investor too?" And he was <laughs> yeah. like, "Nah, I'm a I'm a heart and lung surgeon." Wow. And he's making money, right? Like, super so money. He's yeah. making real money, like right, right. And, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, like I'm convinced. Like me feeling like a hundred thousand is nothing is okay. Like yeah. there's nothing wrong with that because this guy make seven eight hundred thousand dollars a year, and mm-hmm. and, he, and he's right here with me trying to get into the whole real estate thing and learn mm-hmm. about it, and um, and and I say that now from experiencing making that much money, one, a hundred thousand is not going to make a difference in your life. Uh, I'll take that I, back. I, about to say that, yeah. that, I mean, that'll make a difference in I, some people's I'll take that back. for yeah. sure. Yeah. It yeah. depends yeah. on what you do with it though. Yeah. 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 That's like exactly if you have, a, if you make a hundred thousand and you have this huge house and huge yeah. car payment and you got, uh, your kids going to these private schools mm-hmm. and in all these like, programs that you're paying you're basically for basically like putting it, out the money but yeah, you're not yeah. using any of the money to make yeah, money the, it's, it's taking it. a bigger yeah. scoop out of that yeah out of yeah, your sure. out of your pie and and like my wife and i um so we just did a big change around in our life mm-hmm. um so of course making an income she makes decent money we we built a three hundred thousand dollar house nice. and and we were like oh perry came by the it. way by the way <laughs> this man i'm gonna just say this now you know <laughs> it it's a it's a mentality thing. So like, don't think that you know, uh, he's just saying like a hundred thousand is nothing and all because he's got it. It's it's not it's not because of that. It's because he he sees his lifestyle uh, as a lot more. Mm-hmm. You know, a hundred thousand dollars is very significant. Yeah. This man's house 
was very very significant mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it was uh you know for me what i see is a goal right yeah. um so but it, it, it's about wanting to grow and have more to be able to do more if that makes sense mm-hmm. like sure i'm assuming you know you're wanting to be able to put more money in other places mm-hmm. um you know whether that's you know giving it back um to you know foundations or just you know to like you said di- more disposable money that you don't have to feel like you're living paycheck to paycheck yeah, for sure and and that's what like with that house uh, my wife and i built the house last year and no we built it in 2018 that's when we actually received it Shoot, it's, it is your dream house. I mean, we're thinking yeah. about starting a family there and everything. 2,500 square feet, three-car garage, four-bedroom house. And we just but recently awesome. sold that house and moved into a a unit that has two bedrooms. Right. So we, we downgraded, went from a $300,000 house to to a, a two-bedroom apartment, basically. And, and that's why I feel like with that, my mentor kind of helped me getting mm-hmm. well my help my mentor helped me get my wife comfortable with that real estate's mm-hmm. always been on my mind and i'm like shoot like i want to dive in i don't care if it if i have a hard time with that i'm gonna I'm figure it out no matter what yeah right yeah. and and she she wasn't comfortable with that so i had to get it to a point where she was comfortable with the decisions that we we're making and luckily i met the right mentor at that time and he kind of kind of like just just guided her in that direction and and helped her he helped her understand, understand, like understand what we're doing yeah. mm-hmm. and and when we made that move, I mean, now we're we're basically in a position where we live rent free, mm-hmm. versus having a two thousand two thousand dollar mortgage on a mm-hmm. three hundred thousand dollar house in a nice neighborhood, and I don't know, it, it, and it, it it really comes down to to knowing what you need to sacrifice to get to that next level, yeah, and um yeah. and my mentor he always says uh that that your success is on the other side of the discomfort. Mm-hmm. Well, we we came from mm-hmm. a from a four bedroom house with a whole bunch of space. We in a two bedroom house right now and it, it is uncomfortable. Yeah. So so the adjustment to it, being flexible with with um with ourselves, uh, get you to the next level that that the level that you want to get to for sure. Definitely. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Is a uh, JP man. When when I when I first met him, man, I'm telling you, this dude looks nothing like money. <laughs> He's the ex- <laughs> the exact opposite of what money looks like. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's because his his values are in in, in a different place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like they're in the right place, in my mm-hmm. opinion. You know, uh, just seeing you do what you're doing has been very inspiring. Um, you know, I got For to sure. see the house. You know, and I got to you know be there when he was talking about the vision, right? Um, and I, and it, I think we all need to get past this, but where you hear somebody talking about what they're going to do mm-hmm. and you're just kind of like, yeah, I, right. <laughs> yeah, right. you know, we, we kind of get that, that, yeah, I right. like, you know what I mean? I got to see it to believe it, but mm-hmm. I feel like we need to start believing before we see mm-hmm. within our friends, you know what I mean? Like within our friendships that we have, because I think that mentality can kind of, you know, take it a lot further. But when you actually do see somebody that, you know, achieve a goal or, you know, stand on what they say that they're going to do. It, it's very amazing, man. And it, it, it inspires you in a way that it's like, yo, if they could do this, I mm-hmm. can too, you know? And it mm-hmm. also, you know, like, you know, JP was saying when you want to dive in, right? You just, and, and he was like, oh, this is a little bit easier than what I thought. Like, you know, when you said you get yeah. stuck in the analysis part, when you get stuck on whatever business you're trying to operate or whatever you're trying to start, whatever idea you're trying to pitch, um, whatever, you know, goal you're wanting to accomplish, right? We, we look at these things as like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. Like, 
In fact, if you just do it, you'll realize like, oh, I could have been doing this the whole entire time. Mm -hmm. yeah, sure. Like this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, and then we often get there and be like, you know what? I could do even more, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I'm pretty sure you probably felt this when you dived into the real estate and you got your first one. You're like, you know what? I want another one. Yep. Mm -hmm. And especially like now that you made this big move where you downsized, like I can only imagine like where your mind is going now as far as like what you want, because you're already in the motion. Um, you know, it's kind of like working out, you know, when you first are looking at somebody, you know, lifting weights, you're on the outside kind of like, man, that looks like a lot. It looks tough. But then you realize like when you get on the treadmill, you, you run for five minutes the first day, you're like, oh, that's not bad. But by, by, by the end of the week, you're running for 20 minutes straight. You know, so like once you get the wheel moving, you'll realize like, okay, I can I can keep pushing this wheel and it's going to roll even further every time because now I know I can hit this even harder the next time, you know, and I, I sure. think that's like really, really big. And, you know, it's also like a good idea for people to understand, like, what are we doing with our money? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, being able to get out of that that rat race um, is very important um, and it's it's something that's very hard that you, to to get out of because you don't even know you're stuck in it, you know. Yeah. Um, and real estate is one way. I th you know, starting other businesses that, you know, you can you know invest your money into properly, um, to be able to see those things there is another way. I mean, there's so many different, especially now. There's so many different ways of making money. Mm -hmm. Like, sure, we got apps paying out money nowadays. Mm -hmm. Didn't have that back in our parents' days. So it's like plenty of opportunity for any and everybody to you know, have a second stream of income. Like, you know, technically real estate is a second stream of income for you. Like, so, you know, it's not really about, you know, can I leave my job? Right. Yep. But it's about what can I do with the money that I'm getting from my job Use to set me tool. up. Oh uh, yeah. As, a, as, as to go further. Right. So like you said, using it as a tool to, you know, push yourself forward, you know, using it as your first investment, you know, um, and I think that's so what is, we is that your goal, that. though? Is that your goal to leave your job or do you think that you'll stay there or you want to retire early? How does that work for you? Yeah, You know, my my wife was she asked me that actually yesterday, last mm -hmm. night. And I, I don't have a a date of leaving my job or or a goal when it comes to that. <clears throat> I mean, I, of course, I'll give her the option before me. I, I don't I don't care to work. I mean, yeah. I, I've always felt like sure I got T load. Or um like temporary lack of work for, for a month and my job mm -hmm. my job is gravy. I went to go build fences for that month I was off. Yeah, making money both ways. <laughs> right. And it, it's just something that that I've always been used to. Like even yeah. even with the guy that like my first mentor, um at fifteen I was working sixteen hour days with him cutting towel yeah. and, and just laying stuff down. So I've always been like a person that stays in motion and all that. Mm -hmm. So I I don't really believe in. And I'm retiring and right. trying to retire early. Like, I feel like I'm going to be grounded my whole life. Bro. I like that, man. Yo, so oh, do, man. do you do handiwork, too, on your own places? Or have you, because you, you said you learned how to do tile. Yeah, yeah. So, so you would think that that I would do it myself, but I'm a big believer in, in time is money. Mm -hmm. So I feel like me working at my job, working overtime at my job and paying someone else, someone else that actually does it on a regular can knock mm -hmm. it out way faster than me. That so probably do a better job, too. Yeah, for sure. So, so I, I'm a big believer in that. So where I live, that I ain't cut grass on Sundays or anything like that. Saturdays, I go right. work. I pay someone thirty bucks to go cut it. Yeah, exactly. So I, I feel like I value my time a lot. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to build a business that that's gonna run on its own. That where I, I want to call 
whole bunch of contacts, like construction workers, like, hey, I got I got this work. Can you do this for me? Knock it out. So and, and that's how my mentor is is the same way. He's um he he's not a the handy guy. He's he's right. just a guy that that knows a lot of people and, and gets stuff knocked knocked out and done. Right. I felt um my my biggest goal is to become a real estate develop, developer. Hmm. So I'm trying to trying to develop commercial buildings and that's awesome. And once you get with that field in that industry, that's more of managing. So I'm trying to get down and, and perfect like what it takes to actually manage something hmm. that big. So if like you said, your mentor that has like a hundred units, right, mm-hmm. and one has fifty or so, do they do they manage them or do they have a Property managers to take so, care of all that for them. The developer, he he's a property manager on the side, mm-hmm. and he doesn't own rentals, and that's the one I'm closest to now. So he's that's the main goal. That's that's where I want to get to. Right. Um. One of them, the one that owns like 150 properties, he um he de- he manages everything himself. Really? Yeah. That's and, and he's wow. this guy is probably the cheapest guy that you ever meet. And that's probably where I get it from. He's yeah. frugal <laughs> like no other. Like he's he's real frugal. Wow. And you look at him, you don't even think he's a multimillionaire. You're like, yeah. like, man, I don't understand why you're so cheap. Like, yeah. <laughs> but but then it kind of rubs off a little bit, and and you really think about every single dime and where it's going. That's so. Yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, I, I've thought about it. I've taken my classes for my real estate license. I haven't tested yet, and I've been thinking about like, shoot, I, I should probably start a property management company. Yeah. Or I I know I don't want to sell real estate. That's not that's not my where my focus is at. But shoot. Using every tool that I can to to get to to that next level. That's dope, man. Yeah. That's dope. That's know, crazy though. Yeah, to even thing, think somebody's okay. like to think like somebody's managing over a hundred properties. Yeah. Oh, man, I couldn't imagine like chasing down that many people for rent because like that's I mean because somebody there's gonna be somebody who has a problem and you gotta yeah maybe facilitate all of their issues you know mm-hmm. with anything that's broken or like any any malfunctioning electric issue whatever you know so mm-hmm. that is very admirable to be able yeah. to so he answers those calls to too get he, all that he does it all and Man. and that's and that's impressive cuz yeah. until I bought the the four family I have a, a tenant that's kind of needy she blows my phone up she's needy. a needy tenant for needy. sure yeah. yeah and and I'm just thinking in my head like man I know out of all those 150 properties like He's got, least 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 two, he, he, he got at least three of those. He got at least three of them. <laughs> and he just, you know? he just, I don't know how how he deals with all of it. Yeah. But I feel like that's something that you learn um, with time. So definitely, yeah. I'm about to say he's probably got his workflow to make it a lot easier. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where the structure comes into play. So yeah, that's um, the, honestly that's that's the hardest part of buying um, these these properties and getting more properties under my belt. Just business, not knowing exactly. Business, yeah. How to run everything, or, or how to manage everything for sure. So, mm-hmm. I think that you know you you learn that with time, you mm-hmm. know, and I think that's with like any business that you do is like, you know, to get that that proper workflow, right? Because uh, if you think about how a, an actual business works, like when you go in and you're you're working for someone, right? Mm-hmm. There's a there's a time that you're supposed to clock in and you clock out, but in between that time, there's a task that you have to you know be able to handle, you know. And then even when it comes on to like the the next employee or the manager, right? The manager has roles. And then the further up you go, like there's other people that are doing things that you aren't doing to keep the business running um, on the day in, day out basis. But, you know, it's I think that would be, you know, hard for anybody, especially like when you're first getting started to, yeah. you know, figure out the actual business operations, you know, 
So that way, you know, when you get to the point where you want to pass it on, being able to pass it on to the right person that mm-hmm. can do it just as good as you were doing it, if not better, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think that is uh, real big is like figuring out, you know, your, your business process. Yeah. And I think another thing, like um, going back to, to the whole fear thing of getting started, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people feel like they have to know everything before mm-hmm. they actually uh, do it. And another thing for my mentor, he tells me like, it's just like going down a, a, a dark forest with light. Your light, you could only see as far as your light. Mm-hmm. You keep on stepping forward and you're going to keep seeing more. Right. And that's just how the process is. I mean, as mm-hmm. you keep on stepping forward and, and getting into new territories, you'll know more mm-hmm. and you'll learn more as you're going, for sure. Yeah, you know, that's similar to an yeah. analogy I used like on one of our first podcasts about if you're going up a dark stairway, all you mm-hmm. got to do is see the next step. Yep. You know what I mean? it's, as long as that next step lit, yeah. I'll just step on that one. The next one lights up, I can step on that one. I don't need to see the very top. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I like that, man. I like that forest thing. Yeah, yeah that's, that's actually cool, a real, man. that's a real good analogy. Um, so like, what do you, is there any big difference between like, getting your first property versus your second that you would say was like easier now that you thought was hard when you got your first one? Uh, you get more comfortable taking on that debt mm. for sure. Um, I mean, when we uh, bought our single family house, shoot, I seen that $300,000 debt hit my credit and I was scared. I was like, dang, like this is real. Right. <laughs> and, and then <laughs> like, um, this, this debt ain't fake. Yeah. Like, it, like it's real. Like my, it's on my credit. Like I ain't going nowhere, but once you you see how getting paid works mm-hmm. and how your rent comes in and a mortgage is covered, like it, it makes you feel more comfortable and you're more okay with with taking that on right. and understanding mm-hmm. like uh, th- there's a process to it. It's not like you're just taking on three hundred thousand dollars of debt with no money coming in. Right. So right. That that's that's probably the one of the biggest things for sure. And there's good and bad debt, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like if you have a a, ho- a house on your on your credit report it's a lot better than shoes you know what I mean yeah. or a so car I'm about say, yeah, the good the good and uh, I'm about to say that we could talk a little bit about good and bad debt like mm-hmm. what is the what would you consider good debt versus bad debt good debt I would um, consider something that's making money for you mm-hmm. sure I, I, we was talking about this before we started the po- podcast that I was telling um, I was telling Perry that I'm not comfortable yet with with putting a whole bunch of debt on a credit card Mm. Even though I know the purpose behind it is is to make money and it's gonna pay itself off, right? And and that's just, I feel like that's just that comes with the territory. It's something that that I'll learn and get more comfortable with over time. But good debt, anything that makes money for you, bad debt, something that you don't really need. Right. I mean, shoot, I, I, gonna... I can put myself in a position where I can get an expensive car, right. but for what? Like, there, there's no purpose yeah. behind right. it. Like right. my main focus now is, shoot, I'm trying to pay off all. We paid off one car loan. I'm trying to pay off the other one. Yeah, I right, didn't have right. no car loan. I don't need nothing else. Right. So. Right. And you like know what's funny? Like with a, that a TV on a credit card. Yeah. You know what's funny? <laughs> it's just saying that. That's the same thing. Like in in the game that that rich dad poor dad poor dad game. It's like, um, there are situations in that where you have these uh car notes and different bills that you can either continue to pay monthly or make the decision to use everything you have to pay it off and then get more money coming in. So that's like a, um, it's more like it's the crunch of numbers to, yeah. to make the decision. If you yeah. want to keep taking on this, this debt, this mm-hmm. small amount or just pay it off. And is it worth to just, you know what I mean? Just to 
pay it off and, and yeah. have the money, more income, you know? Yeah, to be able to provide for, or use that money somewhere else, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, or just like having, you know, like you said, the debt that's just like sitting still, like, like you know, it's, it's kind of like senseless to buy a, a, a new car if your current car is already serving the purpose. Especially buying a new car, that's another yeah, thing. Buy, yeah, if, right. if your current car is already serving the purpose, like if it's getting you from point A to point B, um, and I feel like if you're not buying a pickup truck, then it's not a smart choice unless you have the, the disposable income to do so. <laughs> yeah. uh, because with a pickup truck, at least you can make some money with it. Right. <laughs> yeah, that and, is true. And you know, uh, uh, and a car depreciates in value, right? Mm -hmm. As soon as you drop uh, it off like, the lot. Yeah, it's, it's different from a home, you know? Like the value of houses continuously is going to increase, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to say some, some. Well, it depends on where it yeah, is yeah. and what's going on around the neighborhood and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's... Mm -hmm. I mean, or you can even be the start of that development too. When you're buying homes, and then mm -hmm. if you are to be able to upgrade it, um, and you buy maybe multiple on the same street, and you're changing the development of the street now, you know now you're raising up the property value. Mm -hmm. So right. you know when you when you do that, I think that's when. I mean, but I I, I don't really know too much about the market, so I don't want to speak too much on that. But mm -hmm. I'm just saying I know I do understand a little bit about you know what they now what they call it you know it's uh, gentrification. Yeah. Uh, when you try to change the look of a neighborhood, but thus property value goes up, you know, mm -hmm, for sure. But yeah, man, we uh we really appreciate you being on the podcast. Uh, we're working. Uh, uh, if one somebody wants to reach out with any real estate questions, how can they find you? You can find me on Instagram under um just positive instead of an e at the end. It's um a number three um just underscore positive with the three at the end, and I'm on Facebook. JP Martinez, you'll find me that way, and that's that's the only thing I use. Yeah, Facebook social and Instagram. Way, that's it. You know, that's a good sign, way to yeah. stay connected. Uh, you know, we appreciate you guys, uh, and again, you know, we appreciate JP for coming on, spitting some some really really good knowledge. I think Thanks you know we me, we can have some more young investors coming out there. Um, I know I'm definitely inspired, ready to become an investor myself. <laughs> We got Corey over here looking at him, you know, ready to be inspired too, right? Oh, I'm already, I already got yeah. plans. Like so, I already, yeah. <laughs> I already got plans on like my, before this, all this, my, my fiance and I really, really yeah. are in the um, planning process and we're working on getting um, a property or two, you know, we're, we're, okay. we're working on that right now. Heck yeah. And, so, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's easy, but it's not easy. But if you have the right people in your corner, you're going to get there. Uh, so make sure you reach out to JP if you have any questions or, you know, you want to look to get started. Um, he definitely will point you in the right direction. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, we appreciate you guys for listening in. Don't forget to head over to Tiana's Cheesecake Wonders. Uh, she's got a new flavor coming out uh, this weekend for um, spring. Um, it's a blueberry lemon. And I'm telling you, that Joan is, is, is really, really good. <laughs> um, and then don't forget about uh, Live Life Studios. Uh, you know, we're, we'll, we would love to work with you for like product photography. Um, if you're needing any branding content um, or if you're looking for a documentary, commercial work, uh, we'd be love, love to have you over. So make sure you head over to livelifestudios.biz. And we appreciate you guys again. So we'll catch you in the next one. Always push.